When the victim of society, he tends to become a mere thinker, or, still worse, the parrot of other men's thinking. Emerson, American Scholar During the middle of the 19th century, a movement grew up in New England that was to influence most areas of American life for the next fifty years. Known as the Transcendental Movement, It grew out of something of a backlash against the remnants of America's Puritan heritage. Throwing off stern Calvinism, a group of speakers and writers brought a breath of fresh air into the American psyche and gave birth to a new mindset that would set the tone for American literature, politics, and scientific thought. That the leader of this movement would be Ralph Waldo Emerson is somewhat ironic, given his background. Ralph Waldo Emerson was born on May 25, 1803, to the Reverend William Emerson and his wife, Ruth Haskins. The senior Emerson was a Unitarian minister who served as pastor for the First Church in Boston, Massachusetts. Interested in literature, he helped found the Anthology Club the following year, and later the Boston Athenaeum. While it's clear that gene passed down to his more famous son, William was also one of the first writers for the North American Review, a journal that would later refuse to print anything written by his son. Named Ralph after his uncle and Waldo after his paternal great-great-grandmother, Ralph was the fourth child born to William and Ruth, and he would later be joined by four more siblings before his father's untimely death in 1811. Upon her brother's death, Mary Emerson moved in with the widowed Ruth and helped her raise her five living children, all boys. Aunt Mary would be one of the major influences on Ralph's life, and the two maintained an ongoing correspondence until her death in 1863. Young Ralph began school at the prestigious Boston Latin School in 1812, and then went on to Harvard College in 1817 at the age of 14. During his freshman year, he served as the personal messenger for the president, carrying messages and seeing to it that wandering students made their way to class. He also became a ravenous reader, to such an extent that he started a list of books he had read, journals where he had recorded his thoughts about what he had read, and writings about life in general. He labeled his writings, Wide World. Though he enjoyed his time at Harvard, Emerson was not an outstanding student, and while he fittingly served as class poet, he did not seem to stand out in that regard either. When he, along with the rest of the senior class, read aloud their favorite compositions, Emerson's poem was received with only moderate praise, Emerson would end up graduating in the middle of his class, and perhaps the only thing that really made him stand out at school was his insistence during his senior year that people start calling him Waldo instead of Ralph. In Emerson's defense, the teenager had responsibilities outside of school at a relatively young age. Since his widowed mother could not afford to pay for all his tuition, Emerson worked as a waiter at the restaurant in the Junior Commons, and he also taught some in the school run by his uncle Samuel Emerson in Waltham. After he graduated on August 29, 1821, Emerson moved to Charleston, South Carolina, 
in the hope that the warmer climate would help him overcome the poor health he had developed while a student. But when winter rolled around, he found that even Charleston was too cold for his system. So he traveled even further south, to the Spanish settlement in St. Augustine, Florida. There he spent his days walking on the beach and soaking up the warm sunshine, while he spent his nights composing poetry or meeting with friends. Among the new friends he made in St. Augustine was Prince Achille Murat, the nephew of the famous Napoleon Bonaparte. Murat introduced the young American to an entirely new way of looking at the world. Though he was only two years older than Emerson, he had lived in many different places and brought a European perspective of life to Emerson that he had never considered before. The two young men whiled away many an evening over a bottle of wine, talking philosophy, religion, and the effects of war on society and the virtues.